0: Everybody. welcome to Weezer has turned and left us. Here we are back Yay. for another edition.
1: Yay! We are,
0: we are here to talk about more cover songs by Weezer.
1: Yeah, you you told people what it was, so they didn't I know, have to I remember. guess. <laughs> I was I was thinking of that, and then I just forgot that we were. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. So though, you know, people. The part
0: that I forgot is to tell people what the what the podcast is about, which is oh. us talking about different topics about the band Weezer, who is a band that we both loved, and now. What they do confuses us a lot of the time,
1: yeah. And just in case people are starting here and not listening to our first episode, which is totally fine uh, that was my cat, my cat is right next to me. Um, <laughs> but we both know each other from the Weezer message boards from a long time ago, from like 15 years ago. And you're in New Mexico and I'm in Los Angeles, and that's how we're recording. So,
0: we record via the internet. So, if it sounds yeah. weird, then blame the internet,
1: <laughs> yeah, blame Al Gore. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. (laughs) No, that guy's been through enough. Uh, He's fine, though. Yeah. Um.
0: (laughs) Before we get to uh, the weezerness of it all, um, how are you doing?
1: Well, we're still recording during our hiatus, so... Uh, last week's episode, my cat keeps like shaking his head and his collar and tags are making noise. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have to add some in, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, so last week was our first episode back since our hiatus because I just moved and as of right, right now. My place is still full of boxes, but I'm hoping that having a little more time uh, will help me to get some of this stuff unpacked. And I built a kitchen cart yesterday. Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. Um, But I I guess I wanted to follow up because last week I did kind of allude to a story, but it was too fresh and I didn't want to tell it. Um, And I figured, oh, I'll just follow up on that because it's sort of related to what's. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I didn't just leave people hanging. Oh, my cat just kind of laid down on the cord. So. Uh, hopefully everything still sounds okay. Um, but yeah, so, so last week I mentioned that I forgot if I, I f- actually forgot what I mentioned, but basically I went on a job interview and I, when I got to the job interview, like before it started, I had texted somebody I know who works at that same place to be like, Hey, my, my job interview is, is coming up. I'm excited, whatever. Um, and this is somebody whose number I just got. So I hadn't input his name into my phone. So it just shows up as like a phone number. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's so-and-so. Uh, and then <laughs> my cat, my God, he keeps like flopping down onto the USB interface. So if the levels are going crazy right now, it's cause he's <laughs> on top of, the
0: I don't thing. hear any difference.
1: <laughs> anyway. So I had the interview and it went well. And I, and then after the interview, I texted my current supervisor To say hey, I had car trouble, I'm gonna be a little late to work because the interview ended up going a little bit long and then I was late to work. So I texted him and I also didn't have his number saved in my phone so it just looks like a phone number. So I yeah. drove to work, parked and I was like walking to the building and I was like, oh, let me text so-and-so to let him know, the person who works at that other place to let him know like how the interview went. So I opened my texts and I, I opened like the first text that had like a phone number and I was like, hey, it went really well they're gonna let me know by next week. And then I got a message back being like, hey, I don't think this was for me. So I basically texted my supervisor, my current <laughs> boss, to let him know that my interview went well <laughs> after I told him I had car trouble. But was <laughs> so I was mortified because yeah. I have never done that before. You know, and I know it's not hard to do, but like I know someone who accidentally sexted her dad that oh, way. Oh no. That, <laughs> yeah. that like
0: makes made like my skin crawl.
1: Yeah. So like I mean, that stuff happens to everyone, but I never thought it would happen to me, and it did. But luckily, he's really cool. It's like, out of all the people I could have accidentally texted that to, he was probably the best one, because he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll ignore You know, in one ear, out the other, I didn't hear anything, and I was like, oh, God, thank you. Because he's not like the boss boss, he's yeah. like my boss. Um, so I don't think he told anyone, uh, and I guess to put a button on this story, I actually, well... Yeah, I don't like to say too much because I'm always worried I'll ruin it by saying too much, but I did get the job. Um, by the time this episode Ooh. comes out, I'll have given my notice at work. So if something goes wrong between now and then, I can cut this out. But <clears throat> I did get the job and I'm excited about it. And uh, I'm probably going to give my two weeks tomorrow as of this recording. But
0: So by the uh, time this comes out, you all have... Left that
1: job. Yeah. Oh my God. So much stuff is changing this year. Like I've had so many jobs this <laughs> so year. So <laughs>
0: many jobs. So many apartments. So many I'm cats. recording on
1: the floor. I'm still sitting on my floor in my living room because oh, I haven't really? set up my desk. <laughs> yeah, because I still have so much crap over by my desk. I haven't been able to set it up. And uh, it's been a really weird month. And yeah, but what's weirder than Weezer? I don't know. Uh, but w- what what has your week been like? Anything? Oh, well, I know.
0: Yeah, but I, you I tell hurt people. myself in soccer. <laughs> yeah. we, we, you know, we talk about Just how my goal theme. at soccer is to not hurt myself. And goal. this week I did really hurt myself. No. I, uh, I, I sprained my ankle. Really, It was the our high school alumni game.
1: Oh, no. That's the one where you were trying to impress people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, I should Well, first of all, I showed up, like... It started at 6, so I showed up at 5.30. So, like, I got to stretch and everything because <laughs> I'm old. And uh, I showed up and everyone looks like they're like 12 years old. <laughs> like seriously, I, you know, I saw my old coach he's still there. And, uh, and the, you know, they call me LP. That was my nickname in high school. So he oh, yeah. calls me that he's like, it's like LP, you're the old man here. And I, he's uh, like the next youngest person graduated in 2009. I graduated oh in God.
1: 2003.
0: Wow. Um, luckily my, my brother showed up later. He's two years older than me. <laughs> um, yes. and, <laughs> But dur- during the game, like I did I, I wasn't playing very well. I slept, and then I, I was playing a position I'm not good at, and plus they were all faster and younger than me. Oh. But then I subbed back in to my to center mid, which is my preferred position, and then um, I stepped on the field, took a few steps. Somebody passed me the ball. I stepped right on the side of my foot and felt something pop. Oh! And uh, went down right. Uh, like took a few. Like I, th- I got the ball and I passed the ball, and then I just kind of sat down and I'm like, oh, oh. crap, I'm hurt. Oh. Uh so then I came out, and then my ankle's been hurting since then. It's a pain in the butt. It's uh. pretty bruised. Like, luckily, one of my friends who was there that's my age that showed up. <laughs> he's a he's a doctor, and like he kind of like felt around. He's like, I don't think anything's broken. He's like, but if it still hurts in a couple, like if it still really hurts in a couple of weeks, you should probably go see a doctor. Oh
1: my gosh!
0: And uh, he was telling me like which tendon probably. Pop these are like it's that's common in sprains, and it just takes it'll heal by itself, it just takes a long time because. There's not much blood flow in your ankle, so. Oh,
1: yeah. I think it's just so funny that, like, not only was everyone else younger than you, but then the one person who's your age is a doctor, so it's, yeah. like, showing up to you. <laughs> He's <opinion>. a pediatrician,
0: <laughs> too, so maybe I maybe I do need to go to, like, a doctor that
1: actually oh, deals,
0: like, an orthopedic doctor or something. <laughs> and speaking of orthopedic doctors, today, as we record this, is the two-year anniversary of me having my shoulder surgery. Wow. From when uh, I had my labrum repaired because I dislocated my shoulder a bunch of times. Ugh.
1: Which you mentioned on an episode of the Percast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you talked about because my dad dislocated his shoulder. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah.
0: It's the worst pain I've ever been in. So, yeah. So, it's it's the injury time <laughs> of year for me, I guess. Oh, God. And the worst thing, like, I was in, I'm in, like, not great shape, but I've been, like, in the best shape I've been in hmm. in a while because I've been playing soccer twice a week. I've been running. Um, and, you know, I, I've still got a beer belly even though I, don't, I haven't drank beer in almost a year it's um, hard
1: when you're like 34 can we say we're, 34? Yeah, we're 34 also when the next youngest person or the next per, oldest person i should say or however yeah. it works but is is six years younger than you there's a huge difference between 28 and 34 i hate to say yeah. it but well yeah luckily
0: some of the older guys showed up like th- two of the people <laughs> from my class and, but still like we the, the the 2009 people the ones that graduated no nine were on our team they're on the old man team this year <laughs> so they were like oh we're I was like, oh, you guys are old now," <laughs> but, but still,
1: oh wow, yeah, but still, man, twenty eight, like I vaguely oh, remember and there being like, twenty. They were like nineteen You're still year olds. Spry. Oh my god!
0: Like once they get just out. graduated, they just graduated like Ugh. a few months ago. But, that yeah. should be not allowed. <laughs> I we don't know probably, what I mean by that, but <laughs> we should probably get to Weezer though. People yeah, don't care about my because you know what? They're older than us. We can your injuries. So, yeah,
1: we're young compared to Weezer.
0: <laughs> yeah, but as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to talk about some cover songs. This time we did one uh, a few months ago. Yeah, and uh, but there are so many that there's gonna be a lot in this series.
1: Yeah. We've and done uh, we've done so that up, that episode we did was songs we like Weezer doing cover songs. We also did yes. a cool episode that was other bands covering Weezer, and we'll do more of those too. Yeah, those but are this fun. is a Weezer covering other bands part two start episode two or part two you want to word it part two of I think, that
0: i think the first one was part one yeah
1: oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah last time we did four songs and i kind of played some clips and we broke them down and then we realized that's not as much fun as let's just uh let's just kind of do three songs and break them down so we wanted to do one from the teal album one from before the teal album and then a live one
1: yeah mm-hmm. so especially with the live one the quality is like you know how the quality is with live stuff but uh, we live picked, bootlegs, I think yeah. yeah we picked some like pretty different ones which I think is really cool should we go into the first the first one we're going to talk about yeah I think
0: the first one we had was unbreak my heart <laughs> can bring back my smile come and take these tears away i need your arms to hold me now the nights are so unkind bring back the nights when i held you beside me unbreak originally Done by Tony Braxton. And uh, yeah. do you remember this? Well, oh, 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 first, first let me let me just do some specifics on yeah. the Tony Braxton version. It came out in '96. It was off her album *Secrets*. Mm-hmm. It was written by Diane Warren, who I don't know if you know Diane Warren, but she's like a legendary familiar. songwriter.
1: Yeah, the name sounds super familiar. She
0: wrote for everybody like Celine Dion. She wrote oh, uh, wow. Gloria Estefan, um, like every, every uh, Tony Braxton, LeAnn Rimes. She has nine number one songs. Uh, 32 wow. top 10 songs. Um, it was produced by David Foster, who's a legendary producer. And, uh, you know, he, he has like, I think, I think on his Wikipedia, I, I didn't write it down, but I think he has like 16 Grammys. Jeez. So, so it was like, and then this one won best female pop vocal performance As Grammy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it was a song that Tony Braxton, you know, she didn't want to do it. Really? Yeah, she said I don't want to do another breakup song. I wanted. Oh. She's like I was twenty five. I want. I didn't want to do like an adult contemporary song. Huh. I wanted to do a, uh, you know, like a be like a young you know R and B song. Cause it was ninety six. I think what was like Blackstreet around that time and like uh, Boys to Men.
1: Oh yeah, that, that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. she wanted to be more like that. You know, up tempo. But instead, it was kind of like this song. But it is a smash hit. You know, number one
1: yeah I remember I mean like I remember songs that were on the radio because I don't I don't think I ever had like her album or anything but yeah th- the song I do remember from the radio it was like played all the time so it was funny when you were like oh what songs should we do I was looking through the list of like Weezer cover songs and I was just like clicking on different ones that I'd heard of and then like towards the end of the list because it was in alphabetical order I was like Unbreak My Heart that's a great song I didn't know they covered that and I listened to it and I was like spoiler alert I was like this is great and we should (laughs) do this one because I I do really like the original song too like I I I love breakup songs I think they're great I love sad (laughs) songs we know this so it is
0: so much slower like the original version is so much slower than I remember it It's kind of a weird song. Like it's like 99% chorus. It feels like it feels mm-hmm. like she's just singing the chorus over and over.
1: <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's so simple to unbreak my heart. Ooh, that's so I'm good. My tears. Yeah. Ah, it's so good. So yeah, the, ah, it's a, it's a really good song and it's, it was on the radio all the time. And Tony Braxton
0: uh, has an amazing voice too. Yeah. So that, yeah. That helps.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It was everywhere on the radio. Um, in 96, probably. Yeah, so that was like right. So that was uh, after El Scorcho, right? Or after Yeah, uh,
1: well, it was, uh, 96 Pinkerton. was Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
0: don't know why you refer to the album as El Scorcho. <laughs> so, yeah, so th- this was what was at the top of the charts while Pinkerton was... Nowhere.
1: Not at the top of the yeah. charts. <laughs> yeah. So, so the Weezer version of this, I'm just looking yeah, this it up. It
0: was released on uh, death. Well, so they recorded it in 2003 yeah. during the make-believe sessions.
1: Yes. And
0: then it was released on uh, death to false metal, which came out in 2010.
1: Yeah. Cause it was going to be on make-believe. Right. And then it yeah. wasn't.
0: Yeah. So I found a quote from Rivers to American songwriter, he said... Uh, it was actually Rick Rubin's suggestion, because Rick Rubin did mm-hmm. uh, Death to False Metal. He produced Death to False Metal.
1: So, or Make Believe, right?
0: Oh, Make Believe, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, we both loved the song. We both thought it would be great for Weezer and for my voice, and it'd be a great to do, like, a rock version of it with more of an alternative aesthetic. And then he said, like, the rest of the band, I like, said they probably didn't like it, which is probably why I didn't make Make Believe. <laughs>
1: that's really... Okay, that's really sad to me, because... Okay, so I... I have so much to say about make believe when we get to that episode. I because that was around the time we were on the boards and yeah, I, I definitely like listened to that album a lot and it yeah, For them to ask, st-
0: do you think this would have fit on there? Because I haven't listened yes. to believe as much as you have.
1: I, I I do, and I think for the band to hate that song and veto it but then include something <laughs> like we're all on drugs or oh. like Beverly Hills. And it's like, what are you talking about? Unbreak my heart. Okay. I, I kind of, am not a huge fan of covers being on a main album usually. Yeah. Cause I feel like those are more like B sides or, or, something. or just a live thing. Yeah. Or just a live thing or, or whatever. So, but I do think this would have fit better than some of the songs that are on there. And I really like a lot of the songs on make believe, but I think this one, when I listened to it, I was like, Oh my God, this does sound like make believe Era rivers. And I don't know why, except that it sort of reminded me of some of the MySpace songs that he put oh, out. Yeah. It just sounds like those. And I really like his voice at this time. I feel like he's really singing with a lot of emotion and so a lot there's a lot of stuff on make-believe that i really like because i think he sounds really great um so i i do think it's weird that they didn't want this on the album but then like we're all on drugs is on <laughs> make-believe and it's as an awful song Give it to me
0: It's funny because his voice sounds a little weird in parts on this.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: I'm not sure if it was like overproduced or underproduced. Well, he's also like,
1: like double tracked. He double tracks himself through yeah. parts of it, um, which again, I think maybe that's why it makes me think of the MySpace songs where he's basically recording those himself. And I think, I don't know if he would double track himself, but it's like when I looked up death to false metal, cause I didn't know i know i've seen this album cover before and i think i just didn't quite know what it was it's a collection of previously unreleased weezer songs that came out on november 2nd 2010 um and river said the tracks are great songs great recordings but for some reason they didn't make the final cut for a record and like the alone record his rivers cuomo alone albums yeah. they span a vast period of time from the very beginning of our career in the early 90s right up to the present day my cat is the crying at me <laughs>
0: <laughs> and my neighbor's dog is barking man it's like a zoo
1: yeah um yeah so that this is like technically i guess it's not it's not new stuff it's like a compilation of some of their unreleased yeah. stuff which is cool so but it was i had originally never
0: known as odds and ends which mm-hmm. is kind of a great name yeah because i think a lot of bands later in the career kind of do that where they're like, we have all these songs that we kind of want to put out let's just put them out on one album. I think they kind of normally do it like on a box set and they'll say, Hey, we'll mm-hmm. have one seat, one disc. That's all uh, unreleased stuff.
1: But yeah.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's cool that this, this saw the light of day.
1: Yeah. I'm glad it did. And again, I, I, I really like it. Like it, it makes me think of that time. I feel like I do have a connection to make believe era rivers and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna apologize about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well And like, like the very beginning of the song, like the, guitar at the beginning Mm -hmm. it sounds very epic like like in some ways like they wanted to do on the red album i think i feel Mm. like on a couple of the songs
1: well like also imagine yeah imagine what this song would have sounded like had they made it now or for the teal album
0: yeah that because i wrote down in my notes that this version seems different in like a lot of ways than the original in ways Mm -hmm. that like the teal album songs don't yeah the, like they the would have made it sound we'll exactly. Yeah. Later is kind of interesting, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah, but if they'd ways. done it now, they would have made it sound exactly like the original, just with Rivers singing it. It would have been the karaoke version. So yeah. I am really happy that they did this version because it has these, um, Oh, somebody described it, uh, The May 2005 Alternative Press article noting that it was still unclear what songs will make the final cut of Make Believe described the song with Weezer's cover version of this song is at least five times more dramatic than Tony Braxton's and 10 times as loaded with prom rock guitar solos yeah the guitar means.
0: solo
1: yeah like, i love
0: that guitar that the small mm-hmm. that tiny guitar solo in the middle i i, I like, love... kind of fits and it kind of doesn't but it's so it's perfect but i
1: like it yeah it's different and it's like i like the guitars and this is so good and it sounds like weezer and rivers like he hits a really high ish note and i like it yeah he it goes
0: falsetto like, yeah what, what i love when he went falsetto where, where he says uh at the end during the chorus mm-hmm. is that he only does it during the final one so it's like it yeah. builds and builds and builds to that even yeah. though i don't think that like i think that like they could have done it he could have done a little better
1: mm-hmm. but, but it's like imperfect it, and i like
0: yeah, it. yeah it fits the song and it's like i would like to see them play this live yeah <laughs> that'd be interesting
1: uh-huh and i think the lyrics work really well again i love the lyrics because they're Arr, they're like so sad and so good. <laughs> I, and
0: it's a, like it's a Diane Warren, like if you look at her mm-hmm. songs, they're all kind mm-hmm. of in this vein, you know. Mm. Like she does a lot of ballads. Um, nice. Like oh she, yeah,
1: ballads. That's the word. I just I love a good ballad. Well, this is
0: like a, yeah, it's like a breakup ballad
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> because
0: she did like some of the biggest. You know, she did like a ballad for like Chicago that was one of their biggest hits. Oh, which like one? In the eighties.
1: Wait, let, uh, let me look him up. Diane. Shoot, I didn't write it down. Warren. I'm looking it up I'll cut those I put second. Dwayne Warren Which is a different person
0: <laughs> Dwayne Warren Dwayne Warren Chicago Is probably just like A plumber or something
1: <laughs> I can't find I can't find There's a uh, There's
0: a Wikipedia It's a list of songs Written by Diane Warren
1: Ooh A list of songs Written by Diane Warren Mmm Sorry I don't know Why I'm like Mmm delicious I'm assuming you uh, are gonna
0: edit this out Probably <laughs> Chasing the Wind was the Chicago one that, that she did.
1: Oh, um, oh she did Because You Loved Me by Celine Dion. I oh, mean that's a classic.
0: She did a Roy she did Careless Heart for Roy Orbison on one mm. of his last albums. Wow. Um I mean, you know, just sort into the Wikipedia page. You can sort by uh like which ones
1: yeah. by the chart
0: position. But yeah, so she's still writing songs. Like she wrote Justin Bieber, she's written for uh wow. Jody Watley, <laughs> like mm-hmm. In sync, like just everybody. She wrote a song for Alice Cooper.
1: Man, she's been around forever.
0: Yeah, and it was funny because I was looking at her page, Wikipedia page, and she's only won, I think, one Grammy. What? But then she has all these freaking song, like like big songs, yeah, from like all these big artists. And it's funny because you know she she wrote a bunch of ballads for like those '80s.
1: Yeah, rock bands like uh, mm-hmm. Ario,
0: Speedwagon. I mentioned Chicago. She wrote she a song also, for
1: Rod Stewart, who yeah. we know well, not really, but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> But then also stuff for Meatloaf, which kind of you know, yeah, feels like that kind of Mandy fits.
1: Moore. She wrote something for Mandy Moore. Basically, like, wow. everybody spanning like, decades.
0: Yeah, like from I think like the I think like she her peak was like the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and then, but yeah, so. it's funny that, uh, Weezer, they do a song by her, but it was done originally by Tony Braxton. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. Um, Yeah, She wrote a song for
1: pussycat dolls. (laughs) Of course she did. (laughs) Literally everyone. She's yeah. So it's a great song. And I did a song for Lindsay Lohan. All right. I'll stop looking at this list, but (laughs) that's interesting. The rest of
0: the podcast is just us reading her Wikipedia page. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) She did a bunch of songs for Chicago. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, so I I really like this song. And I I really like this cover. I was really excited to that it sounds like Weezer, you know, so, and it's also a song that's just really good.
0: So do you like the Weezer version better than the Tony Braxton version?
1: Oh, I can't say that, <laughs> but I will say no, no, I won't say that like I said it about Valoria. <laughs> I can't I can't say it twice, but uh but it's really good It's definitely like Yeah It should have been on make believe Even though I, Again I'm not a huge fan of covers On main albums But I think this could have Easily replaced A song It could have easily replaced Beverly Hills
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah maybe just Move everything up a slot Put this in the last yeah. And
1: get mm-hmm. rid of Beverly Hills But yeah. the next
0: song Is another Legendary song And it's mm-hmm. uh, It's This one Was from the Teal album And it's Paranoid by Black Sabbath make a joke and- So it came from the 1970 album, Paranoid. Um, this one only hit number 61 on the Billboard Hot 100. Hmm. Which, you know, Black Sabbath, they're kind of more of those...
1: Yeah, they're not mainstream enough, enough, I guess. Yeah,
0: the mainstream. Especially, this came out in 1970, the, the original version. Oh, wow. Think about like what else was around. Like, this was... You know, ten years before disco, this yeah. was when what "Let It Be" was coming out. <laughs> so oh, this wow. was like the same time as the Beatles were ending, and
1: <laughs> that's true. So,
0: and then all of a sudden you have this, you know, doom metal, <laughs> which now it's kind of seems kind of tame compared to. Oh yeah. You know, like the metal from like the eighties and the nineties, especially.
1: Yeah. Um, no, I I also remember hearing this on the radio in in the nineties though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah that's it's a I classic rock song. staple. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So uh, on this song, um, Geezer Butler, who's the bassist of Black Sabbath, he said, you know, he told Guitar World that it was written as an afterthought. <laughs> he said, we basically needed a three minute filler for the album. And, said, <laughs> and he said it took about 20 minutes for them to write. Like um, Tony Iommi had the, uh, had the guitar riff. And then Geezer Butler went and wrote the, uh, wrote the lyrics real quick. That's so funny. And then uh, Ozzy sang it while reading them off the card, and then this (laughs) ended up being their second biggest hit ever. biggest
1: hit was um trying to think of what songs they've done because i know i know i've heard there's oh is it um what is that one i don't know i can't remember the names of their songs but i know it
0: it's it's iron man
1: oh okay never mind oh okay
0: yeah so that that was the only other song that they had that ever hit the top 100 at one hit Hmm. number 52 and actually you know black sabbath is one of i don't know if it's one of my dad's favorite bands but it's a band that he listen to a lot. And uh, I was going to ask him to listen to it and then like, uh, record him, but he didn't, (laughs) but I didn't ask him, but then I texted him as we were starting this. And then he's just texting me back. (laughs) So I'll read what he said about the Weezer version. Oh yeah. Uh, well, first of all, he said, I probably, before he listened, he said, I probably won't be a fan. I have, I have a special place in my heart for original Black Sabbath songs. Mm. Even when Ozzy does Paranoid, I think it sucks. So he doesn't like the original <laughs> version. He refers to, it, my dad says later that it's an overplayed on radio BS song.
1: I suppose so. Like, that's probably why I've heard it. Cause it is overplayed.
0: <laughs> and, uh, so he, he said, I had listened twice. It was interesting. I do huh. like it when a band puts their stamp or sound to a song rather than copy straight away guitar solo is interesting, but I can only think, that's not Tony Iommi. (laughs) Like to see them do one of Black Sabbath's deeper tracks, like uh, "Snowblind" yeah. might may fit them well. And well, also, like, I just realized when he said "overplayed radio BS song," he meant Black Sabbath song.
1: <laughs> 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 well, it's funny because he's saying that they d- he liked that they did put their stamp on it. Yeah. It, so the, the the
0: version the we oh one one more thing about the original song then I'll get into the Weezer's yeah a uh, Geezer Butler. He wrote about depression because he didn't know what paranoid meant. And he, Mm. so he wrote about being depressed instead.
1: Um, I like the lyrics. I mean, yeah, they are very simple, but they say a lot, you know.
0: And in this one saying all the stuff is Brian Bell. He, he, this is the one he sings on the Teal album.
1: Yeah. Which we, our last episode was on Carnival Art. So it's like, yeah, let's continue with the Brian.
0: Yeah. It's all Brian all the time now. Mm -hmm. It's the Brian cast. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah let's do it brian bell liked us on twitter but it's not the same one (laughs) it was on
0: facebook yeah oh whatever (laughs) yeah so hi brian bell who's not that brian bell (laughs) i assume you're listening because all the people on facebook listen right Yeah,
1: yeah i wish definitely um
0: so so you you don't you thought that it sounded like just like the original
1: Well, I mean, I feel that about everything on the Teal album. I don't feel like there's anything that sounds super different. And especially like, we just talked about a song that sounds really different from the original. And it sounds like Weezer. Whereas this one, I don't know. I mean, like, it's a little bit different, but it, it sounds like Brian doing Black Sabbath karaoke. I don't know. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not a huge black Sabbath fan, so it's not like I listened to the original song a lot. Yeah. Just like it was on the radio. I I think the most I know about black Sabbath is that I used to watch, um, the, the Ozzy Osbourne reality show, (laughs) (laughs) which now I'm like, Oh, I feel kind of bad. Like, I feel like we were kind of making fun of them. Just this
0: drug addled old man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they have all these dogs, and they're always like, "Why did the dog crap on the floor?" That was like an episode. <laughs> but
0: it, that uh, was like the begin—I don't know if it was the beginning, but it was. It might have been like the beginning of like the super overly produced quote reality shows. Yeah, I think it was, was around that time. Everything, because like they have another daughter that didn't want to be on the show. Really? Yeah, like the, <laughs> I think it was the oldest daughter who's actually a singer. And she just didn't want to be on the show. She's like, I don't want to be part of that.
1: Oh well, wow. good for her.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I I really don't know what any of them are doing. Like I know that Jack Osborne, like that was the kid, that was the son's name, right? Yeah,
1: I think so. Mm-hmm. Like
0: he went into rehab and everything. I think he's mm-hmm. sober now, but
1: um, that's good.
0: And Kelly Osborne, I think she was like on the View for, or no, wait, that's the mom. I don't know. I don't know
1: anything. <laughs> yeah. any I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I'm not like a big Black Sabbath fan, but um you know i appreciate their place in music history oh i do know that ozzy osborne bit the head off a bat
0: oh yeah that's a famous
1: uh yeah poor bat but
0: and he had to get and then he had to go get rabies shots
1: right don't eat bats
0: there, there's but so also many they're
1: cute.
0: rock stories like, like there's there's one of so alice cooper somebody he was, at one of his concerts somebody threw a chicken on stage oh no and then he like threw the chicken back in the audience. Like the audience like thought it was a fake chicken, like killed it. <gasps>
1: no.
0: and, and he said, and they asked him like years later, they asked him about it. And he's like, I'm from the city. I thought the chickens could fly. <laughs> he's like, I, oh. I, next, I thought it was going to fly away.
1: <laughs> hey, I know chickens can't fly, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he's like, you know, he grew up in uh, I think he grew up in Detroit uh. and then in Phoenix and stuff. So it's like, he wasn't a, uh, <laughs> he wasn't a farm boy. Yeah. But, I listened to Black Sabbath, you know, because my dad listened to Black Sabbath mm-hmm. a lot. And I think I've mentioned how, you know, my dad always had music on. He always, was always going to concerts. Like he's, I think he's seen Black Sabbath in concert. Mm. Um, and so I know this, you know, I've heard this song a billion times. And right away, I was like, the Weezer song, I'm like, this is a little bit faster than the,
1: hmm.
0: than the Black Sabbath version. So well, I kind of think... listened to them back to back. I was like, it is. It's a mm, tiny bit yeah. faster. It's kind of weird.
1: Well, and one of the things I did read about this song, I think back when it, when the teal album came out, is that people are people were saying like, "Oh, Brian does a really good job with his, you know, his Ozzy Osbourne like voice." He or has whatever. a better voice than
0: Ozzy Osbourne, but I yeah. mean, I, I have a better voice than Ozzy Osbourne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Zing! <laughs> but I, think I don't think he it's controversial I mean, to say <laughs> that
0: Ozzy Osbourne has a terrible voice. <laughs> it, like it fits the band very yeah, it fits, very well. Yeah. But if you. Like, if you watch or listen to any of his live stuff now, it's sad.
1: Well, it, and I would even say that, like, you know, I'm a huge M- Matt Sharp fan, but I don't think Matt Sharp has the best voice. And I think he would even say yeah. that he doesn't have the best oh, yeah, voice. But, but it doesn't Aussie mean you a don't bad like voice. <laughs> their, yeah, it doesn't mean you don't like their music. I think there's so many musicians who don't have good or maybe even pleasant voices, but it really fits, uh, it really fits their music, you know? Yeah. I think Brian has a really interesting and good voice. I like his voice and, and I I like a, all his stuff that he sings on.
0: Did you see? There's a couple of videos of uh, them doing like a clip of this live.
1: No. Yeah,
0: they just do like the first verse, like yeah. like they do the do do like the opening riff, and then mm-hmm. the first verse with Brian singing. And that's about yeah. it.
1: Ooh, oh man. <laughs> I just want to just see more me Brian. Again. Oh, what do you say? He said,
0: Overall, I'd say it's a catchy tune for sure. Got a good beat, easy to dance to. You. I'd give it an eighty-five. <laughs>
1: I love these written. like fresh updates from your dad just coming in while we're recording.
0: <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's, um, that's a Dick Clark thing.
1: Oh, so, really?
0: Yeah. From an American bandstand. He would say, got a good beat and you can dance to it. I knew that I'd heard <laughs> it before somewhere.
1: So,
0: so, uh. so my dad's old <laughs> actually. And I think I've mentioned this before, but, um, the, the first concert my mom went to, or I don't, I don't know if it was her first one, but it was one of her first ones was Black Sabbath and Van oh. Halen was opening for them. Wow. And like, you know, in like 79 or something like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I don't think my parents were into those types of bands, but I don't know. Like, I feel like, cause we would always just listen to the radio. So whatever's on the radio we would listen to. Yeah. Uh, so, but I knew, I know they were into the Beatles, um, And, like, I know my dad, speaking of, like, mentioning Celine Dion again, my dad was, like, really into Celine Dion at one point, you know, back in the 90s. Yeah. So, uh, but I I don't remember them. I don't think they would have been Black Sabbath fans, honestly. I know my mom wouldn't have because she she doesn't like when people have voices like that. (laughs) Yeah. She's not into, like, that type of music, but.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know my parents, they saw Metallica, Hmm. like, in the 90s and pretty yeah. It must've been in the nineties, but they also saw, you know, the Rolling Stones. And then, uh, when I think it was, uh, I think it was when I was a baby still, they left me with my grandma and then they went up to Denver to see Bruce Springsteen. Wow. And then it was in September, it was in September and it got snowed out. So they never <laughs> got to see him because it got canceled. Cause, cause it was at, um, uh, it was at the outdoor stadium. At, it used to be, at, it was mile high stadium and oh, wow. now it doesn't exist anymore. I don't think, um, See, I don't
1: remember my parents ever going to see bands when I was alive, uh, but I think they had me a little bit older too. Yeah. My my, parents
0: were in their twenties.
1: Okay. My mom was like 33 my dad was already 40 by the time I was born. So. They were uh, done seeing
0: concerts. I mean, I I go see concerts with my parents. Like I've seen Gary Clark Jr. With them four times.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. No, I've never gone to shows with my parents. I think that's just something they didn't. I, I feel like they were always like. Parents, you know, yeah, <laughs> which is sad because I've seen pictures of them from when they were younger, and they look cool, you know. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, God, I ruined them. <laughs> well, not me, my my brother did. He was first, so yeah, it was his fault. He ruined them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could be going to see Black Sabbath with, on their farewell tour with your parents if it wasn't for your brother. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it was his fault. He's the one who made them parents, but. uh Yeah, I don't know. I just like I see pictures of them from like the seventies because they were married for like a while before they had kids, you know. And I don't know if that was intentional or what, you know. I never ask, like, hey, was I an accident? Like we were, you know. Most people are just are. (laughs) Did you you want kids? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but it's like, yeah, they were married for probably like six or seven years before they had my brother. Yeah, and they just seemed they look like all the pictures of them. They look really happy. before before my brother you know my dad had like these big ass sideburns <laughs> you know like he was like this Indian guy my oh this is probably a good I don't know if I've ever mentioned this but my dad went to Woodstock like oh, he really? was in yeah he Today was in New is York. Today the
0: anniversary of Woodstock.
1: Really? Oh like, wow. This, yeah. Oh that's so funny yeah so I know that my dad was like cool but he went to Syracuse for oh, school wow. in New York. That's crazy. Um, Cause that's where he moved. Cause he's from India and he yeah. moved to New York to go to school. And he always told me that, yeah, you know, I went to, to Woodstock and I kind of like asked him like, what, what happened there? Like, what did you, what did you do? And he's like, Oh, we were too far from the stage to really see much. So I'm like, well, I don't did need do to do acid. Yeah. I know, right. But I told him like, you know I was like asked I think I asked him one time were you a hippie I don't know why I asked that because he looked like one with the sideburns and stuff and he's like well everyone was back then I mean except for us like we were the like we were the like international students we were the engineers like the engineering students so we were just nerds (laughs) can
0: can you imagine like what the well-meaning but still kind of problematic hippies were asking the Indian student at Woodstock
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know a lot about what happened back yeah. then. Like. that That's cool. that I And mean, that's, man, that's an experience
0: though in Woodstock. Right?
1: Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's like.
0: Literally 50 years later, like 50. Uh, uh, I think wow. today was the 50th anniversary of the second day. So I think today is the anniversary of when Jimi Hendrix did the Star Spangled Banner.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't know if he did that in the was... morning
0: because everyone, because everyone went so along the night before he got pushed <laughs> in the morning so he woke that's everyone up funny. with the star spangled banner
1: wow yeah i don't know if my dad was there for the whole time or how long he stayed i think mean, he just went there with some school friends um i think like once you were
0: there you were there because there's like no way to leave there's probably
1: so but it's like i kind of want to know what kinds of things happen and i kind of don't but <laughs> you just kind of assume that like back in the 60s and 70s your parents just did a bunch of drugs like yeah they probably did i don't know but I n- I've never seen that side of them. They've never talked to me about that kind of stuff. Like, my parents have never been anything other than parents. So one of these days I'll ask them, like, tell me about your life and <laughs> well, the weird drugs you did back in the 70s. <laughs> I,
0: I've told you that's one of the podcasts I want to do. When my dad retires, yeah. we're going to do a podcast. And I have a good idea of how to get into that. And it yeah. involves music. But anyways, back to Black Sabbath. Yes. Re- back to back Weezer's to Black Ver- Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, The only other thing that I had, oh, yeah, besides the videos, which there's like, I, I always saw two, but I didn't really search that much. Um, and one of them is really bad quality. But, uh, the you know, Brian, he does fine. And it's funny because like half the audience is going crazy and half the audience is like, what is this?
1: <laughs> like they don't know what song it is or they just don't want, they want they just want Weezer.
0: They probably don't know what song, they're like, is this a new song? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I, I wrote down that rivers probably had sounds like he had a lot of fun on the solo
1: yeah well and, and i not to jump ahead too much but i do wonder about the next song we're going to talk about if some people went like what people were thinking when that when they were playing this other song it's like did people know what song it was did they know who this well, band was
0: so this the next song was breed by nirvana So uh, th- this one, I don't know if you guys have heard of this band Nirvana, but Breed was from their 1991 album, Nevermind, which <laughs> it sold 30 million copies.
1: I heard that we Rivers likes alive. that album because he wrote a song called Heart Song. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. Right.
1: But, so well, You know, the reason I remembered that I had forgotten about that, too. Um, but I, I looked up cause I was looking for their, their version of breed yeah. and I think I found a more recent live version that they had done oh. where they started out playing heart songs, I think, Ugh. and then went into that. I think, I don't know. I, I just kind of blocked it from my brain. you send it to but... me later so I can yeah. <laughs> torture myself
0: with that. Yeah. But I mean, it's ridiculous how huge of a band Nirvana was. Yeah. Like. 30 million copies worldwide. It sold 10 million in the U S so it went diamond in the U S it's, I mean, you know, it's one of the most influential legendary albums of all time.
1: Yeah. Well, rivers himself said they're one of my favorite bands of all time.
0: Yeah. This is the band that he he analyzed and tried to come up with the formula to make, you know, music, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make his songs and, uh, none of his songs sound like this. <laughs> it's not like yeah. any Nirvana song.
1: <laughs> that's true. But... but,
0: um, the, so breed was originally recorded for what was going to be their second album on sub pop. But then that never happened because they got signed to a major label. And so they re recorded it at sound city, mm. which is the studios we where they, uh, where Weezer recorded Pinkerton. Mm-hmm. So that's the legendary one. I talked a bunch about that, that, what, ap- I don't even know what episode that was. Oh, Pinkerton music videos. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so they, you know, Nevermind was maybe the biggest album recorded there, but who knows? There's so many huge ones. Yeah. Um, And the thing, like, I've heard this song a billion times because I've heard every song on Nevermind a billion times. It's Mm -hmm. not even a single.
1: No, it's weird because I, when I was like around that age, I didn't listen to Nirvana, like I didn't buy Nirvana albums, but it's like I listened to them because they were on the radio all the time. And I definitely heard this song and I didn't have this album. So. I I must have just heard it somewhere. Like every
0: song on Nevermind was everywhere in the 90s. Yeah. And like probably every song in, in utero also. I mean, they had a song called Rape Me that was a single yeah. that was yes. everywhere. Yeah. And they had Polly, which is about rape, which is on this one. Um, and I don't say, and I think that he's writing it from like a not problematic way. Point of yeah. Because he was very... He was very socially... Con- I mean, most of the people were very socially conscious. Actually, uh-huh. all of them were, now I think about it. Um, you know, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, all those guys. Yeah. And uh, Rolling Stone, they... A few years ago, they did their... You know, they ranked all the Nirvana songs. And they ranked Breed as the fourth best Nirvana song.
1: Oh, wow.
0: I did not write down what the first ones were, but...
1: Yeah, that's funny. I wouldn't... I mean, I wouldn't put this as one of my favorite Nirvana songs, but it's like, I wouldn't put it like low on the list or anything, but it's just interesting because it's not one I think of when I think of, like again, because it wasn't on the radio all the time, although I have heard it, but I don't know where, but it's not one of their like bigger songs.
0: So I, I read somewhere that Kurt Cobain he he supposedly said that the song is about getting getting into middle America, marrying at age eighteen, getting pregnant, stuck with a baby, and not wanting it. Mm, wow. But like this also, I saw that quote, but I didn't really see where it came from anywhere. Just kind of like it was everywhere, and I couldn't. I tried to track down if it originally came from an interview or something, but I don't know if it was. Is it was lost in time. But I, I mean, the lyrics kind of that tracks.
1: So. The Weezer version. Well, it's not even a Weezer version. It's not even a Weezer version, and it's funny because I think you would even mentioned on our first covers episode, or not on that episode, but afterwards, you're like, "Oh, we didn't even mention Goat Punishment." Yeah. But yeah, uh, so so Goat Punishment is a band that it's not it's not Weezer, made up of let's see, John Williams.
0: Wait, John Phillips.
1: Wait, John. or Todd no. Phillips. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that's a name, Goat Punishment. Uh, so, Goat Punishment, the name was then suggested to Mikey Welsh, bassist, by his friend Todd Phillips. So, Weezer. So, wait, wait. I assume it's not the Todd
0: Phillips that directed The Hangover.
1: It's <laughs> the Todd Phillips. No, the drummer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was the drummer in Goat Punishment because Pat Wilson was out of town. And so, he suggested the name. To Mikey so I'm guessing that I'm, I'm Just like kind of reading over the Weezerpedia Article but I'm guessing that goat punishment was Rivers Mikey and Todd Phillips um, Was Brian there
0: Brian had well I guess he doesn't have to have been there because The first show the show that this was on It was just Nirvana songs they just did Six yeah. Nirvana songs so and you can do Obviously that? you can do it with three people because oh. Nirvana did
1: Exactly. Yeah. And so it's November 1998 was that first show. And so this was in between Pinkerton and the Green Albums. So this was a time when like Weezer wasn't doing anything. Yeah. And Matt I guess wasn't they in the just band anymore. Um, Mikey,
0: this, this was like the first time he's performing with them.
1: So, they first used the name of two club shows in 1998, which consisted solely of Nirvana and Oasis covers. Yeah, the
0: second one was Oasis songs, and there's no recording of
1: it apparently. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Ah, such a different time when people didn't have phones. Yeah.
0: Um, And like this was a band bootleg, so it was like, yeah, they record because the quality is not great, but it's not terrible either. It's a bootleg version, which is always kind of like. It was so cool that like, com- like finding that stuff because yeah. I think I mentioned how like I have like every Elliott Smith song ever created in MP three, and I have all these like bootleg live versions. Some of them have really good quality. Some of them sound like they are recorded from a recorder inside a shoebox inside a suitcase,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's always kind of cool when it sounds kind of crappy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it sounds. Is this where like... people
0: like the Grateful Dead? <laughs> so it's not because of their music. Cause their music sucks.
1: I mean, I just like, like I mentioned in the carnival art episode, it's like, I want this on cassette. Yeah. I, I want like a lo fi. I just want lo fi recordings. I was um. If we, were we get big
0: enough, we're, we're going to. We will put <laughs> release out, our
1: podcast on cassette.
0: We will do a, a Patreon where one of the tiers is we send you a cassette every month of a special of a cassette only episode.
1: I I like that. <laughs>
0: so everybody, tell all your friends to listen to this. That way, we can do this because that that thing that I just came up with it sounds like the greatest thing ever. In yeah. fact, I think you mentioned it in the last episode.
1: <laughs> Did I mention? Because I can't remember if it was that or if it was the Bluth podcast. Because on the Bluth podcast, we you, recently you talked. This, okay, we we recently talked about because I mentioned that on the bluth podcast how we had talked about carnival <laughs> art and how i wanted a cassette tape because we talked about on that podcast we talked about a movie called flight of dragons or the flight of dragons which was like a tv movie like an animated movie about dragons yeah. and i was like i just want to watch this on vhs because it's from the 80s and it's like it was on tv it's from people's ch- childhoods i just want to watch this have the, like way the way it was lines meant and- to be watched which is on vhs i don't want to watch this on blu-ray <laughs>
0: Yeah, it has they have the DVD, weird lines and like uh-huh. like a little like bit the of tracking. a commercial like
1: yeah. <laughs> like
0: the last second of a commercial that you yeah, did not get out.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I want that. I I don't want these like clean recordings of things, you know? So, I I yeah, I mean even though I I sometimes wish the quality had been better for this song, it's like, yeah, this is how people record like this was recorded this way in for years. the late 90s. Yeah. In L.A., it's like you feel like you're there, even though it would have sounded better being there instead of listening back. Um, But, yeah, I think this was such a cool time. Again, I have this nostalgia for Los Angeles (laughs) at a time when I was too young to have ever lived there. I was 13 at this time, so I wouldn't have been here. But to be, like, in your 20s at that time and to be like, oh, I'm going to see, I don't know who this band is, Goat Punishment. And you show up and it's Weezer. And you're like, oh my god, this is Weezer, and like, and they're
0: playing, they just play yeah. six Nirvana songs,
1: yeah. And and this does say that, and like um, deep cut
0: Nirvana, like this is the yeah, this is like the most mainstream Nirvana song they played.
1: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this does say that they they use this name for for no, you know a number of shows, but by the end of 2001 the pseudonym became common knowledge partly because los angeles area radio station k-rock leaked that leaked the news on several occasions so people eventually knew that goat punishment was weezer yeah and they,
0: they were playing their own songs like after the yeah. oasis one they're playing I think like they melodrate stuff oh
1: yeah, yeah i'm looking at some of their other set lists they, they started playing blue album stuff uh they played a song called the christmas song at one of them yeah. oh and then they played oh wow there was one show, show number five in 2001 at the Knitting Factory. Oh, the show was filmed for HBO, for HBO, HBO Reverb. Reverb. That's so funny because like now it's like everyone, knows. but it still was only $10 to get in and they played like My Weakness, Faith in the Light, Diamond Rings. These are all like, I've only heard some of these. Yeah. Smile. I think that's a song. I think <laughs> Closed of <laughs> Yeah. So it's like those songs that maybe just come out. Yeah. Um, we,
0: we, could probably, we're, we're get, we could probably do an episode on this
1: yeah probably but i think that must have been so cool to be like i'm seeing weezer but it's a goat punishment i think i even saw so the broadcast they had like, only
0: featured eight songs that's weird
1: they had goat punishment shirts i think like i remember i think somebody on the boards maybe had one or something i'm imagine sure you can find them now yeah on ebay probably i want yeah. one imagine having a goat punishment shirt that's so cool um but yeah so, so breed it's a, it's a low quality recording, but it sounds and, like they're having a lot of fun with it. So.
0: And do you know what? And this is another one of those songs that a low quality recording f- fits it so well. Like yeah. this kind of song, just like, do you it know what, does. this is a straight ahead, you know, what is it? Two minutes and 45 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. Just, just kind of punk jam, just yeah. rivers, just shouting. And then are just playing guitar as fast. Fast
1: as he can. It's, I wish there was video of it. I would love to see. Oh man, him,
0: yeah. But I would love to see them play this live now. Like yeah. the whole thing. Well,
1: you should see the the one that starts out with hearts.
0: No. <laughs> i am mean, going to, but
1: I actually don't know if it, I don't know if I like dreamed that or something. But I'll try and find it, and you can you can listen to them play it now. This um,
0: one, I mean, this is the song that's been because I've listened to them all again today, and this is the one that's been in my head. this breathe?
1: Yeah. For me, it was Unbreak My Heart because I just like that one. <laughs> but this one's good and it's catchy. It's real yeah. catchy. So I think that's that's so cool that Goat Punishment was a thing that could exist because I think, I think now it's like as soon as, you know, if they ever tried to do this now, it would be on Twitter immediately. Like, oh, my God, Weezer's Goat Punishment. <laughs> it's well,
0: like. So I, I mentioned Foo Fighters way too much, but they, they do. So uh, Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, he has his own cover band um, that, oh shoot, what's the name of it? But like, like that they do like just like eighties, you know, cock rock covers. Mm. And, uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of it now. It's pissing me off. But <laughs> like, the you know, like they did like a County fair show and then uh, they, you know, they do, they do stuff like, you know, fun stuff like that. And I got to find Chevy metal. That's what they call it. <laughs> And nice and like, you know, Foo Fighters, they do like, uh, like they, they did Cal, California jam, Cal jam, I think they called it. Mm-hmm. And it was like a big festival. And then like Chevy metal was like on one day. So it's, it's kind of, you know, like you said, it's a thing now. Everybody knows that Chevy metal yeah. is Taylor Hawkins.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, I wish we could still kind of be in a time where you could be a part of something special like that. Yeah. And not have every, like, especially being in LA too. I think sometimes I'm like, Oh, I want to go see this thing. And I go and like 80,000 other people also want to go to that thing. And I can't go cause it's too crowded, but well, it's and, like,
0: and now it would be like, they show up and like, they do like a secret show. I, cause you know, I remember secret, I don't, do they still do those? But I remember okay. it used to be a big thing with like, they can do a secret show in Vegas and you can win tickets to go see it. And like, you wouldn't know what band it is or whatever. Hmm. Um, but this would be like that times ten. If it's just like, hey, you show up to the Viper Room on, a, on you know, on a on a Thursday, yeah. And this band's playing. But now it would be like, you'd show up and it would be all like, it'd be streaming on Twitch and it yeah. would be like sponsored uh-huh. and it would be, a, it wouldn't be like a special thing just for the people in the audience. No,
1: yeah, I I don't even know what the equivalent is these days of something that you can just experience that's special like that i think it's like <laughs> so sad
0: i think it, now it's like if you go to see a comedy show like the comedy seller yeah and chris rock shows up
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah like anytime like going to meltdown even before like the meltdown comedy show yeah. before it was a show on tv and before it was like really big sometimes you'd get people popping in um
0: like, oh john mulaney showed up and mm-hmm. did 10 minutes it's like holy crap yeah i think that's only and the and then the reason that's so secret now is because you can't have cell phones at comedy club like they they don't want you to have cell phones at comedy clubs so
1: Hmm. interesting you could for that meltdown but yeah yeah it's still somehow it managed to be special like that was one of the last thing and they don't do that anymore like meltdown's gone but
0: at the comedy uh shoot the Comedy works in Denver, and I went and I saw um, H- Hurrican de Balu there mm-hmm. a few a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago at this point. And uh, when you go when you go there, they they put your phone like in a bag and then they seal it huh. and like well, that's y- funny. Y- you have to go to them to get it done sealed and everything. So <laughs> and which is cool because it's like you don't want people recording in front of you. It's annoying. It's annoying yeah. at concerts, even though I do it too. <laughs> Like I try not to record. I try to like take like a few pictures, hope that one of them is good and then go back to just enjoying it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I feel bad. It's like, I, I want this thing to be special for the people who are there for myself. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to record it. Oh.
0: But then I also like go and look, look for yeah. Weezer live <laughs> <Me> paranoid. <too.
1: laughs>
0: like, Oh, I hope somebody recorded it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we just want to have our cake and eat it too.
0: I guess so. Um yeah. Rivers tweets. Do you have any? Yeah.
1: Do you have any? I, I, don't I have, have some. Any. I, I just like I always forget until we're recording, so I quickly looked some up. So I decided to look up if Rivers has ever tweeted about Nirvana. Huh. And he has. And of there are course. actually only like five tweets. One of them is actually an Instagram thing that went to his Twitter. Uh but this thing that he posted on Instagram, oh, it's so weird. It's <laughs> Oh, I can't even, it's like a weird collage. He says, listening to some Nirvana right now. And then the heart eyes emoji smells like teen spirit was the first song I learned on guitar, but I absolutely love playing in bloom on the drums. I remember asking my teacher if I could pull a Dave Grohl and throw the set everywhere. (laughs) Um, so that's what he said on Instagram. And then a few more Nirvana tweets, uh, from September 13th, 2018 that night, we were both wearing Nirvana shirts in the same place at the same time. Aww. Oh,
0: in, in one of the one of the clips of him playing Black Sabbath, of Weezer playing Black Sabbath, he's wearing a Nirvana shirt.
1: Oh. So,
0: you know, the one with the um, emoji.
1: Yeah. Face, the smiley. Uh-huh. I guess it's not an
0: emoji back then. It's a <laughs> smiley face. Sticking his tongue out. Um, yeah.
1: He does say September 23rd, 2018, that Nirvana tank is a gift from God.
0: That was what he was wearing. So mm-hmm. that's his gift from God.
1: That must be what he was referring to um march 6th of this year i was listening to nirvana and a recommendation for it after which was, was hash pipe and i was like oh nice <laughs> all right i don't know how those songs goes go together but
0: yeah I mean, yeah like green
1: I, album and nirvana are not two things that i think i mean
0: know, even i can't think of a weezer song that would Weezers is a very i feel like they're very different from nirvana and- uh,
1: yeah i i do but I, I think there are definitely some of their early 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 songs like um i don't know they they have some more kind of raw stuff before yeah. the blue album but uh like some of their demos and stuff like that um and then the last one september 28th 2018 copying nirvana is hard sometimes <laughs>
0: <laughs> as we were talking about before yeah so w- while you were doing that, I just looked up Black Sabbath. Oh, nice! From Rivers Cuomo. And he just he has one tweet from March twenty ninth, two thousand eleven. Just noticed the Abba in Black Sabbath.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I'm never gonna be able to not see that. <laughs>
0: just so we're, we have equal opportunity, I'm gonna look up Braxton. Mm-hmm. Oh, he just tweeted a link of Weezer versus Tony Braxton and Break My Heart. Mm. And Thanks. the link doesn't. Let's see if it opens to anything. Nope, it says this video contains content from SME who is blocked it in your country and copyright
1: grounds. Of course, it does. So that's been another edition of Rivers' tweets. Rivers' Some good tweets. ones in there. Some good ones. Nothing, um, nothing really disturbing. But uh, you know, no, that's good. There are if other tweets. No for daddy tweets this time. <laughs> oh, oh good.
0: Wh- one other thing that I didn't mention about the Nirvana stuff. Mm-hmm. there's the conspiracy theory that Rivers is actually Kurt Cobain and that Kurt Cobain faked his own death. Is that actually someone's
1: conspiracy theory?
0: I mean, it's probably, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that nobody actually believes it. It's like the Avril Lavigne is dead. <laughs> okay. theory.
1: That yeah. one's more plausible though. <laughs> oh, I should say that I saw, um, just to cap off this episode, I, I did see not Nirvana, but I, a few years ago or maybe like five or six years ago, I saw they do this thing at the, at the whiskey in, in West Hollywood, the whiskey, go, go, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's called like the world's best cover bands. And I saw a Nirvana cover band there Ooh. and they were amazing. Like the, the lead guy looked and sounded like Kurt Cobain. So if anyone's Kurt Cobain it's that guy, cause it was, it was really amazing. It's like, I, I know like I'll never see Nirvana obviously, but that's <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. unless I have a time machine, but that was super cool. And they were really good. Um, So I forget the name of them, but I think that I'm starting to come
0: back around to Nirvana because I think that they were so overplayed. Like I said, all the songs are everywhere. But now when I hear them, I'm like, oh, I kind of like that.
1: Well, I'm I'm like someone who always heard their songs on the radio. So I never really bought any of their albums because I'm like, well, I hear them all the time and they're really they're good. But I think now I'm also definitely more into Nirvana because I feel like their songs when you look at them lyrically, I think maybe I just kind of glossed over them because they just they sound like, like, like grunge. Yeah. Like, like But the, their lyrics are I hate so the grunge
0: label too. Cause Nirvana does not sound like Pearl Jam. Doesn't sound like right, mud right. Honey, Doesn't sound like Soundgarden. It's yeah, just like but their lyrics, the same place.
1: the lyrics are so good. And I think it's yeah. something that you don't really necessarily notice. Cause you're like, Oh, this is a, you know, this is this Nirvana song on the radio. And it's like, wow, their lyrics are really great. And I, you know, I love good lyrics. And I think I want to listen to more Nirvana. I'm just going to listen to all the early 90s bands. (laughs) I'm just going to be like, what are you listening to now? Well, this album that came out in 1991. And I'm just never going to make it to 2019, you guys. Like, I don't know what music is new, but I'm ready to go back to the the early 90s. It's
0: so hard to find new music now. Yeah. We've talked about it before. We don't need to rehash yeah, it no. rehash pipe it but um <laughs> so if you want to <laughs> if you want to find me on twitter or instagram or anything it, i'm at fbi hop uh you can follow me there and uh see all of my boring stuff
1: your hats my hats mm-hmm. uh yeah i'm on instagram at sarah Eyer, that's all my cats <laughs> and twitter sarah and julie ire it's uh just some random crap And you can email us at WeezerTurnPod at gmail.com. Let us know, uh, you know, whatever. Just say hi. And And you can follow us. us, Yeah, WeezerPod everywhere.
0: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join our Facebook page. I think we have, by this point, I think we have about a thousand friends on Facebook.
1: Join the party. So Mm -hmm.
0: tell your friends. Follow us on. We post post stuff on all that stuff. All that stuff to remind you of the episodes. Tell a friend about the episode. If you give us mm-hmm. a five-star review on iTunes, we will read it on yeah. the air. Which we, we did, did a few couple weeks ago. weeks ago. Something like that. Please we'll do it you if you enjoy hug. the show.
1: We'll give you an audio hug <laughs> through, through the ear, through your ears. Um. Anyway.
0: Oh shoot! Uh, How do you end this?
1: Well, um, you know, if I were Rivers, you know what I would have tweeted? I would have tweeted, "Untweet my heart." Huh? Huh?
0: On end of this episode. start <laughs> unstart this episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. bye.
1: Unbreak my heart